0: You're listening to the AZ Wildcats podcast brought to you by DraftKings, America's number one sportsbook app. Now joined by the number one play-by-play commentator in all of college athletics, the great (laughs) Brian Jeffries. Hello, Brian. Hello, Mike.
1: I I think your superlatives are a bit overblown, but uh, thank you for uh, having me on. It's always great to talk to you.
0: All right. Now, I got to admit that um, I did feel a little bit bad. I was complaining. It was a first world problem last week where I was complaining about the nine o'clock or nine o'clock tips. And we got a nine o'clock tip this week. But you made a great point there, Brian, where you said, you know, there's uh, there's some other people this works a little bit better for.
1: Yeah, the international players, uh, the European guys in particular, uh, the time difference, of course, means that that game is going to tip off very early in the morning, as opposed to the middle of the night, which uh, most of the, the games do when we, you know, tip here at six or seven or even eight, you know, it's, uh, it's well before sunrise in Europe. So it's a great opportunity for them to, you know, get a chance to not lose as much sleep and uh, see their family, their sons and uh, friends play basketball. So I, that's the plus side. I know for the rest of it, it, the uh, rest of us, it makes it a, a late night, but that's what it's all about this time of the year. You know, you don't have any control over it. So you play it when they tell you to play it.
0: All right. Speaking of which, Brian, um, you've been doing this for quite a while and you, the McHale crowd um Arizona's coming off of, you know, kind of a rough stretch right there against the Washington schools up in Oregon, obviously a tough game. And then Arizona comes back to US or USC and UCLA at home. And I'll tell you what, UCLA, I mean, that also, that game reminds you just what a home court advantage having McHale is. And it just kind of felt throughout the game that, yes, the players have to play, but it didn't feel like the crowd was going to really let them lose that game.
1: Well, and it's been that way for well over 30 years, as you know, Mike. I mean, Arizona's led the Pac-12 attendance and will again this year uh, because it's the greatest fan base in the league and one of the best in the country. And they know when their team needs help. And, you know, they were out in force. And the same thing for USC, you know, back-to-back sellouts now. And I think that's what it's all about. And the players feed off that. There's no question about it. And in particular, against ucla it, it helped their defense and uh you know the guys played with a lot of energy that's what tommy lloyd really likes to see and i, I think the defense is getting better but yeah you give the crowd plenty of credit because they understand uh they are needed and it's also one of the great rivalries in college basketball mike and i think that uh, be it here or poly pavilion uh, the fans are always going to be out in force because it's a, it's a special day
0: It always strikes me, too, is just amazing that a guy like Tommy Lloyd, he loses Ben Mather, and he loses Christian Coloco, Daylon Terry, and I'll be honest with you, I had a lot of questions about the team coming in. I thought they'd be good, but... I mean Brian, I mean he's this is a heck of an this is a heck of a follow up for his national coach of the year awards right there. You got the sixth ranked team in the country, you lose three essential first round picks and you replace them, you know, with some transfer portal guys, a couple new players, but this this program is not stopping right here and I think this is the ultimate sign of that.
1: Well, I think a lot of it has to do with well two things, Mike. Uh, number one is the the head coach, Tommy Lloyd and his staff who've done a tremendous job uh, teaching Uh, and bringing these guys along. And uh, number two, it's the system. And guys love to play the system that Tommy Lloyd teaches. And when you have players that love what they're doing, uh, and then you've got outstanding coach, outstanding staff that know how to teach it, uh, it's a great formula to have. And so there's no reason to think that it's just not going to continue because you know as Tommy brings in more players and you know the program changes over uh, it's the system and the coaching that really you know are at the forefront and so i think that has a lot to do with their success right now uh you know the improvement from the guys that were here a year ago uh and also the the guys you mentioned they brought in now you bring in four freshmen and a couple of transfers and how quickly can they kind of meld into this and you know they've done a nice job you know, two of the freshmen have played Uh, significant roles. Both of the transfers have played huge roles. And uh, with
0: that, they're sitting at 17 and three. All right, Brian, I'm going to ask you about a nickname that I came up with right here. I'm very curious what you have to say, but the official brew of PHNX is four peaks. So what I've thought about for the longest time is you got the four U of A big men call them the Four Peaks. Now, granted, there's only two that are playing a ton right now, but you can check it out at Tempe, or you can check out at the uh, Tap and Bottle locations, which we drink as well. Check it out. Uh, tap and bo- or excuse me, Four Peaks. What do you think about that nickname, Brian? Does that have any staying power?
1: Well, you know, Mike, uh, the way things are going right now in college basketball, I'm certain that they'll be selling advertising on their uniforms sometime very soon. So I think you've got you know, great idea there. I can see, you you know, the, the wheels spinning. You're looking at, you know, how much commission can I get off
0: of this? I get it. I understand. So, hey, you know, uh, yeah, go for it. <laughs> right. For sure. OK. Now, looking at uh, looking at this team and the adjustments that were made. Tommy Lloyd, to me, did something really interesting in the second half there, where Azulis struggled in the first half, been a rare occurrence for him this season. And then in the second half, he got into a lot of pick and roll action. And UCLA really didn't have an answer for that. And that, to me, is what great coaches are made of, what you make those adjustments at the half. And Tommy Lloyd has shown time and again that he's a cool customer, but he also knows what he's doing out there.
1: Well, uh, I guess my only reaction to that would be who has an answer for Azulis Tabellas because right. not many teams really have this year. I think the only time you could say if you even I, I can't even use the word bad game if, you, if he's had a quote unquote off game. I think it's been more because he just has missed shots. And that happens in basketball rather than teams taking anything away from him. Uh, And the the thing with Arizona is when you've got two outstanding big men like that with the Zulus and Umar Balo, you can try and defend one of them, but it's very difficult to defend both of them. I will say this, you know, Oregon probably did as good a job as anybody in trying to limit those two guys. And guess what? They had the size that they were able to do it. And that's, you know, the big question for opposing teams is, do you have enough size to defend both guys? And Right. Uh, I'll jump ahead to this Wednesday when Arizona plays Washington State. I mean, you know, uh, Zoo had a great game against them despite the loss here in Tucson. Uh, can they, you know, close him down and Umar in the same game? I, I haven't seen it, you know, happen except maybe one time this year. And uh, I just, uh, it's going to be a tough matchup for anybody down the road, in particular impact pac play.
0: In my lifetime, I've never really seen something where Arizona's got two guys that you come in. There's been a lot of times when Arizona's had really good post players. Obviously, you've covered them. But it seems like it's very rare territory to have two guys that can essentially combine for 35 points and 20 rebounds generally when you go into a game. And, Brian, to me, that's a great starting point that, you know, Arizona's been very blessed over the years. But you don't see that a lot in Arizona or in college basketball.
1: Well, and I think the other key thing is they're, they're both big guys, but they are not identical big guys. And so you can have a two really good centers or two really good power forwards, but you know, they're distinctly different in the way they play the game. And I think that's again, the real key for the Wildcats. When you go six, eleven, seven seven feet there in the middle and, you know, even Umar, you know, he has got a nice little face up jumper that he hits on occasion, but You know, Zulus Tabellus has such, well, he's got everything good, but, you know, he's got such quick feet. uh, He's able to turn on defenders and uh, I think freeze them. Uh, He's got an excellent jumper, but he can play with his back to the basket. And so I just love the idea that those two guys are different in the way they go about things. And I think, again, that's been one of the key to having two big men. Uh, that uh, people have a very difficult time matching up against because of the way you have to try and defend them. And and they're different in the way you have to defend them.
0: All right. You might say to yourself, you know what? I'd like to go and uh, watch a game, but I don't know where to go to. Let me tell you about this, Brian. Tap and Bottle, the Tap and Bottle watch parties for PHNX downtown. The great Brody Dryden has shown up multiple times with his lovely girlfriend as well. Always good to catch up with Brody. So, again, check it out. Come down and join us. Four Peaks is down there as well, as is Mountain Mike's Pizza, a new sponsor. Do you like pizza, Brian? I can do pizza, Yes. All right. Well, that's good. To, that's good to hear. All right. Check it out, though. That location on Oracle and Wetmore Mountain Mike's Pizza and Tap and Bottle. Love having both of them on board. All right. Now, looking ahead, Brian, so you've got the Washington trip coming up. And I remember, you know, especially like in the 90s where Washington State was always a gimme because I think it ran off something like 40 straight or whatever it felt like. But this is a little bit different because both these teams played Arizona very tough at home. I would imagine you're going to get a pretty motivated Arizona team here.
1: Well, you would think so. I mean, uh, coming off two really good home wins, playing their best defense in back-to-back games in two games so far uh, this past weekend, uh, and knowing that you know there's still two games out of first place, and the goal is to win the conference championship, as they did last year, in order to do so, you've got to think about winning out. And that means winning every game, and you do take them one game at a time, and Washington State's up next. And so, yeah, I think the, the Wildcats will be ready to play. I don't think there's any question about that. They know that they're going to have to bring their A game to Pullman because when the Wildcats go on the road, they always get the A game from the other team. And Washington State, you know, they're reeling with confidence right now. They came off a, a rough road trip, uh, but they are very good at home. Uh, they're Their, they're, what, two home losses in conference play have mm-hmm. been by a total of three points. Three if points. If memory serves me right. Uh, they're an out, they're the best three point shooting team in the conference. They shoot about 40% at home. And so, you know what the Wildcats have got to do on Thursday night. It's not going to be easy. Uh, Muhammad Gay had his way with the Wildcats at McHale center. Arizona has got to find an answer there. Uh, DJ Rodman, uh, they've got some weapons. There's no doubt about that. And so, um, you know, I'm, I'm looking forward to seeing how Arizona comes out of the gate. I think that you're going to know early on in that game, kind of the way the, the game, in Tucson. I mean, Washington State came out and you could see they were ready to play and they were up by 10 at halftime and the Wildcats just really never recovered. And so can Arizona turn the tables now? Can they come out and establish something very early against Washington State to let them know that, uh, you know, they're there to win the game. And uh, I think the Wildcats have better talent. I think uh, they're in a better place right now in terms of where their season is. Uh, and with, uh, you know, Tommy Lloyd switching up the lineup last week, I think that's paid big dividends. It's it strengthened the bench.
0: So Arizona can go and win that game. They just need to go win the game. You mentioned uh, uh, Pelelvarson coming off the bench. And it's always interesting to me because some guys can just come off the bench. Some guys are good in either way. I mean, you covered Jason Terry. It didn't matter if he was coming off the bench or if he was starting, you were going to get that JT. Some guy, you could just tell, though. Pella Larson just looks, when he came into the game, and again, maybe it's just me from the you know the media seat, but it just looked like he was comfortable, like, you know, I'm coming in, I'm playing my game. Maybe you don't have the pressure, but it certainly looks like a different Pella coming off the bench.
1: Well, keep in mind what his role was last year. I mean, right. that was he was the guy off the bench last year, and so they're reprising what he did a year ago, and I'll give him all the credit in the world. I'm sure that conversation, when Tommy sat down with him a week, Ago and said, hey, we'd like to do this. And uh, Pella's all in on it because everybody on this team wants to win. And he understands that if if he's stronger in that role, then he's going to take it. And he has certainly taken it, I think, in stride. Uh, Looked very good offensively against USC. I think he is one of the best defenders on the team. And what the Wildcats did, it wasn't just Pella, but uh, Courtney Ramey, uh, Cedric Henderson. What they did defensively against Jaime Hawkins, On Saturday I think was maybe the biggest key to the game and so Pella is a big part of that and uh, again uh, he wants to win just like this entire team does and if it means coming off the bench he will and and some guys are like that like you said I mean I've talked to many players before that tell me that if they can sit on the bench for three or four minutes to start the game and they they get to they're like a coach on the bench then they, they get a, a scouting report on the team they're playing, a live scouting report, and it just gives them a better idea of what they need to do when they get on the floor. So uh, I think it was an, an excellent move. It doesn't mean that it's ingrained for the rest of the season. You never know, but at least the early indications are very positive.
0: Kylan Boswell's been a nice little addition to this team. You know, like he's kind of the Pella Larson course that he's coming off a foot injury to start the season, starts getting into shape throughout. But you know, you can tell it's 17 and Tommy Lloyd is not a, you know, he's not a bs'er. he said, you know, I think that this can be one of the better guards to come through here. And you're starting to see some of that right now. I mean, for being 17, he doesn't play like he's 17 and he certainly doesn't appear like he's 17, Brian.
1: Well, he's been my favorite guy just in terms of where he's come from day one to now. And knowing that he sat for four months and didn't play basketball, which is, you know, extremely difficult and uh, they brought him along slowly, I think, as everybody knows. And uh, But at the same time, you could see that talent. And, you know, if you look at his assist-to-turnover ratio here in particular, the last, what, three weeks or so, I mean, it's been almost off the charts. It's almost Steve Kerr-like assist-to-turnover ratio. Uh, Tommy wants him to shoot more. Don't be shy. He's a very good shooter. Uh, Tommy told me last week that when they scouted him in high school, he says he thought he was a great shooter. And so I think that part is certainly – you know, it's emerging, uh, but as he gains more confidence, I think, with his shot, uh, you know, he's he's going to be something else down the road. And he's been a great addition so far. And, you know, right now you look at this team and you say, you know, everybody's very important. You know, there's right. no player that uh, is more important than the other. And he's just another piece of the puzzle right now that's making this team go.
0: All right. Let's say for a second that if you're a U of A fan and you want to go watch the U of A, but you don't know where to go get the tickets for as it's after hours. Game time. Here's the deal. You can get onto game time, the number one ticketing app, and get tickets at 60% off many times. Concerts, tickets, you name it. Brian's a big concert guy as well, as we, uh, we've we talked about before. What is the last concert you've been to, Brian?
1: Last concert I've been to, um, a group you may not know of. It's called, they're called Switchfoot.
0: I've heard You're of Switchfoot. Out of San Diego. Mm-hmm. I was going to uh, say Southern California, right? Yeah. yeah.
1: Okay. Uh, yeah, I've seen, I I saw them here in Tucson, saw so them in Vegas. Uh,
0: I think that was the most recent one, yes. All right, well, that's where you would—game time could help you out right there. Many times, tickets 60% off. Check out the show notes and the link in the description. Game time right there. All right, Brian, I wanted to switch over to football for a few minutes with Jed Fish. Obviously, um, some really nice recruiting news coming down. But he, when Fish was hired, he said all the right things. And, you know, but we've also, I've also heard that before from other coaches, you know, nobody's going to outwork us. Nobody's going to out recruit us. We're going to prioritize kids in the city. This is the first coach in quite a while that has fallen through on all of that. I mean, you watch it, you, you know, I have to interview recruits every single day and they always say, man, he said, this coaching staff is nonstop They you know, they send uh, Christmas cards to you know, my parents birthday cards, you name it. He said it's, and when we, we commit, they're even more on it, and you it's just very impressive, and people ask me all the time, you know, how is he getting these players? It's because he's working hard, and he's putting in the effort to be able to sell the product he's putting out there, Brian.
1: Well, Jed has, you know, incredible energy. We saw that when he arrived here. He hired an outstanding staff. They all believe in his philosophy of, of working hard and playing hard. Uh, they, their background speaks for itself. And uh, they also knew coming in that they had a lot of hard work to do. Uh, this program was not in good shape and the cupboard was not quite bare, but you could see the back of it. And so uh, I, you knew that they had to work hard. Uh, I, you know, we didn't know at the time exactly how they would go about it. Uh, that first year, really, and into their second year, they really concentrated on offense and now you see what they're doing defensively in terms of their recruiting, not only freshman-wise, but the transfer portal, et cetera. And that was Jed's plan. And he made that very clear that uh, we wanted to build the offense first. We did that. Now we're going to build the defense. And so things are coming together. Uh, they've still got a ways to go. Uh, but I tell you what, they're, they're headed in the right direction, and they're headed there fast. And I think the biggest compliment – uh, I hear about the program is what I hear from other schools right. and they're scared right. because they see, they see the Wildcats coming. And, right. you know, when you are in that building process, uh, sometimes, uh, if you're just a casual fan, uh, you don't have the patience, uh, and right. the coaches have to be patient. They have to recruit the correct people. And just like this past season, that uh, even though the defensive numbers weren't all that good, uh, there was a patience factor knowing, okay, we know what direction we're going. We know what we're going to do next. And it, it probably wasn't easy at times for those guys, uh, but they went, they got through it and, and now they're making the strides defensively. So, uh, you know, I, like I said, when other schools are afraid of what Jed Fish is building, that tells you he's doing it right. And uh, is it going to come this next season? I mean, they will be a better team. I don't think there's right. any question about that. The only question is how much better. They probably exceeded expectations this last year, and no one would have. Uh, you know, who who had them?
0: What was the Vegas line on their their win total list so before the
1: season started? Mike it was like three, three and a half, something like that.
0: Brian, I'm glad you asked, and that's why you're the goat because I can tell you that leads me right into a read. The DraftKings Sportsbook app, code word <laughs> okay. PHNX. Here's the deal, Brian. Uh, brought up the uh, line. The line was two and a half. I told okay. everybody. I told everybody out there, I said, listen, this team's going to win more than that and hop in there, code word PHNX, 21 and up, Arizona only. You've got a gambling problem, call 1-800-NEXT-STEP. But Brian, same here. I thought that you know 2.5 seemed low to me, especially with some of the talent that he brought in. And next year, I think it's going to be you know a little bit of the same where maybe some of the national sorts are a little bit behind the curve. But just look back this past year. You go from, you bring in the Pac-12 freshman of the year at quarterback then you have one of the handful of best receiving units in the entire conference. Jacob Cowing, as you know, could have played anywhere. T-Mac could have played anywhere. But it's also an interesting combination, though, of guys that he finds under the radar. A Tanner McLaughlin. I for sure, you know, I didn't see Tanner McLaughlin becoming one of the better tight ends in the conference. Or, you know, a Jonas Savanea, a Wendell Moe. Just kind of these under-the-radar guys. And that's a real talent right there. Something that, uh, you know, Dick Tomey was obviously very good at as well.
1: Well, you have to be able to recognize talent, and I think that what that's what makes a good coach. And you can say that about any coach in the country in any sport is that you have to be able to evaluate correctly. Also, you have to be able to evaluate what fits your system. And so, uh, Tanner McLaughlin's a great example, Mike. I, you know, talking to him last year, and um, I'll try and make it short. But you know, grew up in Canada. Mm-hmm. And said that uh, his his team, his equivalent of his high school team, would come to the states every year, and they went to Pullman and saw Washington State play Arizona. Right, and he knew right then he wanted to play for Arizona. This was a couple years ago, of course, and uh, you know, lo and behold, uh, you know, Jed Fish gets a call, gets some tape, sees the guy, says. I think this is the right guy, and you know the, the the rest of the story is history, as they say. And so, what a—that's just a great example of evaluating talent. It also helps that you got a guy that you know loved the idea of playing for you, and right. uh, and Tanner's certainly there, and so he fits that mold. And that's just a small example of where they are right now and how they've been able to get things rolling offensively this quickly.
0: Yep. Um, your uh, your partner, Lamont Lovett, I think made a great point to me. And I don't think I'm saying anything out of school here. I, I messaged Lamont all day, basically every day now. Cool dude. And um, he said... Jed Fish will listen to any alumni that have something to say if they say, hey, there's this kid over here you might want to look at. There's a kid over here that you want to look at. And he says it's not like he just checks it down and then he goes and he actually looks at it. And that's something, too, that's also unique. I've talked with quite a few alums that have said the same thing, that Jed Fish, while he's got these things rolling, is not above listening to somebody out there that said, hey, you might want to be able to check some of these kids or check a guy out here. And that's essentially, you know, some of the players on this team have been alumni referred players that Fish looked at and said, yeah, he can be a good Wildcat.
1: Well, I mean, that's a and that's one thing Jed did immediately upon arrival. And that's touch base with the former players, something the previous staff had ignored. And Jed and his staff said, you know, you've got to be part of this family. And as Lamont has told you, I mean, they hold regular Zoom calls with any alumni that want to be there because and Jed's very open about what they're doing and where they're going and what help they need. And all those guys bleed Cardinal and Navy. They want to they love the fact that they're part of it. Uh, They want to see the team and the program grow. And so they're going to do exactly what you said, Mike. I mean, they're they're better evaluators than a lot of people because you know they might be on scene. They're they're they they see a guy. They might have a son playing football, and they go see a game, and they see some other players that uh, that might fit the Arizona mold. And and there you go. You never know. Uh, but the fact, as you said, that Jed and his staff will take the time to check out anybody that sent their way tells you why they are good at evaluating talent.
0: All right. Got one more question for Brian here, but first more furniture, M O R furniture. Brian Jeffries is a tall guy. Brody Dryden is a tall guy. I am not a tall guy, but you know what? More furniture has all kinds of stuff for all of us across the board. MORfurniture.com. Check it out. They did redid the entire studios. Looks fantastic. Check it out. All shapes and sizes. Great deals, MOR furniture. Check out the show notes and link in the description. Brian, the thing that, uh, and Dave Heakey mentioned this to me quite a while ago, he said, I want to have guys, I want to have coaches, uh, you know, men and women who want to be here. Um, that's a big part of it. And I look across the board right now, Tommy Lloyd, you see the passion of Jed Fish we just talked about. Then you look at a Caitlin Lowe, a Chip Hale. These are These are coaches that whether they win or they succeed, you know that they're going to put everything into it because of how much this means to them. They're not just collecting a check. And to me, that's something that can be kind of understated in college athletics.
1: Well, I mean, you've got outstanding leadership. And, of course, I, I'm biased. I'm around these people all the time. Uh, you know, it's a great university to begin with. Uh, I think the athletic department is exceptionally strong right now and, and getting stronger. Uh, you got a great community that you live in. You know, we'll throw in the weather. I mean, that's always something right. that, that helps. Uh, but, you know, making those decisions. And you don't always hit a home run when you hire. You know, you right. ne- sometimes... You don't know, um, but I, I think Dave has done an excellent job of evaluating uh, the hiring and looking for people that are, like you said, Mike, the people that that want to be here. That you know, th- this is not a paycheck. This is not a, a ladder, a stepping stone to another job. It doesn't mean that they're not going to leave. It just means that yeah, they're willing. They know that they have an opportunity, and I think that has a lot to do with it. Do you have an opportunity to win here? Right. And so if you're a prospective coach and you're looking at Arizona and they're talking to you about a job, can I win at the University of Arizona? And the answer is almost across the board, yes. And uh, another great example, you know, Dave Rubio just retires. Mm -hmm. And so Rita Stubbs, longtime assistant, former player, uh, longtime Tucsonan now. Uh, It was almost a no brainer uh, to bring her now in as the head coach because Uh, you know, Dave had been grooming her for that position. And because of her background, I mean, it was just the perfect choice. Now, will she ultimately succeed? I think so. Yeah, you never know. But the fact is that she's all in on, you know, staying here and building the program to its the, the heights as high as you can get it. And that's what you want to see out of coaches. And so sometimes Schools will go after that big name. It always puzzles me when I hear that when a school's looking for a new coach, no matter what sport it is. Oh, you know, fancy. We've got to have a big name coach. Right. Well, that doesn't always equal wins. For sure. And so you've got to find the right coach, you know, for the right situation. And, you know, keep in mind, and we've talked about this before, Dave, you go back a couple of years and think of where Arizona was, in particular, in its marquee programs in, yes. in basketball and football. And, and then you get the two hires that you spoke of and the other hires, Clancy Shields, you know, etc. I mean, people that have come in and uh, put their mark on the program and, and put Arizona in that, that upward rise. I mean, you can't say enough about finding the right people.
0: Right. And, you know, Dave made Dave makes this and He's made this point to me uh, multiple times. He said, you know, listen, man, he says, I'm far from perfect. He said, but the thing is, if you mess up on something, you got to be able to learn and try to correct from it. And he said, that's what we liked about bringing in Jed is that, first of all, we knew he would he would do all the stuff off the field that we need that, you know, we needed to engage the fan base. He again, he was going to recruit. He was going to try and, you know, and he was going to handle the program in a manner we saw fit. And again, not every hire is a great, but it also takes a pretty a unique administration to be able to look at that and say, OK, we're going to learn from this and then move over here. And, you know, that's what they did.
1: Well, in, yeah, in, in the two cases in particular you talk about, uh, and not to mention, you know, what Nadia Barnes has done in, in women's basketball. Yeah. I mean, I could go on and on. Right. Uh, about the, the hires that have been made here, both uh, recently and earlier than that. Uh, is just a real key. And uh, yeah, you always learn from your mistakes. There's no doubt about that. But uh, I, I think that you as, as long as I go back to that, uh, the big name thing, as, as long as you don't get caught up in finding somebody that, uh, you know, either it's either their resume or you know what they've done at other places, et cetera. You still gotta look at the quality of the person. And I think that's when you sit down with somebody, you learn a, a lot about them. And 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 you know, that's why, like Jed Fish is a great example. Uh I mean, nobody, you know, he was not right. on anybody's radar For in sure. terms of being a, a head coach, and specifically at the University of Arizona, uh, but when they sat down with him, it didn't take long to, to learn his passion and his energy and his willingness to, to say, okay, I know there's all work to do and here's how I'm going to do it. And you know, he started out that
0: way. All right. He's Brian Jeffries, the voice of the Wildcats. Brian, I will never complain about a start time again because you actually put, you put that in very good perspective for me right there.
1: Very good, Mike. (laughs) Well, you know, be at nine o'clock or 12 noon, then,
0: um, Just depends on where you are. Yeah. (laughs) All right. He's Brian Jeffries. I'm Mike Luke. You've been listening to the AZ Wildcats podcast.